Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and partner in crime, Rob Langevin. But before I ask how he's doing. Just a reminder that uh, this episode, as well as some of the coming ones, are sponsored by Taga, which you can find at playtaga.com. You can find all information about the game at blog.playtaga.com. You can also find more information in the next 30 or so minutes uh, when we continue to talk about the Play Taga game. Now that I've gotten that contractual stuff out of the way, Robert Langevin. How the heck are you, pal? I'm good, Kevin. Thanks for having me this week. Last week, you totally forgot to introduce me because I was the, the tertiary important person on the podcast, I guess. But yeah, like like you said, we're it's all play Taga and, and Premier League news. That's all we're talking about here, people. It's uh, fantasy footy news and real footy news, but in correlation to fantasy footy news. So does that make it real unfantasy footy news? It's like not not fantasy news. I don't know. I'm lost. Yeah, I don't know. It just reminded me um, when I was uh, originally workshopping um, slogans for the show <laughs> before we came up with the uh, where we guarantee you might learn something about fantasy probably thing. Um, another one was where the players are fake, but the stakes are real. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds like you sound like the, the, the movie trailer guy. Oh, Dave LaFontaine. Yeah, it was actually my goal for a while to to move up far enough in voice acting and and voiceover work that by the time he died, I could like replace him. It, in it, a world it where happen. Kevin replaces Dave Lafontaine. <laughs> in a world where Kevin replaces Dave Lafontaine, one man hosts a podcast about soccer and fantasy soccer instead. Oh, so now it's a one man show. So you automatically <laughs> just revert back to being in a one man show and completely neglecting me. I've been through this. N- neglecting you? Thin. Is that like negating I'm, and neglecting you at the same I'm time? I'm leaving off the L for love because I'm not getting any. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's cool. Don't worry about it. I know my place. I, I know my place. You. I know I'm the face and you're the voice. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the downside, of course, being that this is an audio show. Yes. Well, stay tuned. I will post a picture of my face when you download <laughs> this podcast or listening to it so you can stare into my <laughs> baby baby blues and get lost into fantasy discussion. If this wasn't officially a Taga podcast, I would be very tempted for you to send me a picture of your face and I could use it as the background image for the show. <laughs> no, don't do that. Use the use some play Taga, you know, screen script. And use some use some background picks from playtaga.com. So if you haven't been playing Playtaga, you're going to get used to it because we're going to be talking about it for the next month. Yeah, uh, and we're going to try to do a league or some such, I think, is a thing. Yeah, we, we will we will start a league after the, the, the fourth uh, episode of this. We will launch a draft and the first, I don't know, 10 or whatever many people we want to get in a league can uh, join us and we'll have a... Maybe we'll we'll get a prize for the for the winner. It'll probably be me, but I'm just saying we'll give it a prize and I'll take it graciously. But uh, we'll I mean, get a league. finished yeah. ahead of you every year in that league. But aside from that, yeah, 
Yeah, it happens. Well, when you lose your first three draft picks, Kev, that's you're not, you're true. Do, you cannot do much. Cannot that's true. Do much. My my injuries in that league were self inflicted in that I kept not actually drafting strikers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I was decimated. I had uh, Van Dyke and yeah. Payet, and uh, what's his face was my third one, and I can't, I can't, can't, you can't compete when you lose your first three draft picks. No, Try doing it in the other one. Not I don't know what. I, uh, no, I ended up dropping him because he was done for the year. Right. Um, I don't Coleman. remember. I had Coleman. Yeah, no, it it, it was somebody viable though. So yeah. Rough skills, uh, bro. Yeah, I mean, if try competing in any fantasy sport when you lose your first three draft picks, it, you're probably going to be punting by uh, the next family holiday and, and <laughs> soaking your sorrows in turkey or roast beef or ham, whatever. Um, turkey's yeah. good. People oh, turkey's, eat turkey more often. Oh, absolutely. Turkey's very underrated. Like, turkey clubs are amazing. You know, <laughs> this is unrelated. My I worked at a deli a little bit when I first got out of college, and it's when I learned that too much of a good thing can be bad. I, I did double bacon, and it just completely mm-hmm. overwhelmed the sandwich. You know what the, tr- the trick with double bacon is? <clears throat> you have to take the one layer of bacon and put it underneath the turkey, so you go bacon, turkey, bacon. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, since dog or pen, Let's talk about some soccer let's, stuff. Let's talk about fantasy stuff. Um, okay, so uh, two big managerial things that I want to touch on at the top of the show before we move too much further on uh southampton and crystal palace both new managers since we last spoke southampton bringing in mauricio pacha nope pellegrino this time um they bring him in from deportivo alaves i like his water pellegrino's a good water <laughs> Same pellegrino he's already be, been canonized That's i'm gonna be is. drinking southampton all year <laughs> as you should you hipster jerk um, no, <laughs> just, I very much associate it with that, that, uh, <laughs> scene. but, uh, about Pellegrino, um, he is Argentinian. That is not helpful. What is helpful? Uh, he typically plays a four, two, three, one, although in motion, it can be kind of a four, four, one, one, which is not surprising. That formation lends itself to that. But the point really being that the wingers in that front three oftentimes set a little bit deeper back instead of kind of just being a straight bank across the middle. Um, <laughs> as far as individuals go. Not really their strong point last season. They had the fourth worst attack in La Liga, which isn't fun. But they also had the fifth best defense, um, which I think could really help in fantasy if Cedric or Bertrand stay. Um, their two wingbacks were in the top four at all of us last year in crosses. So if they're going to get crosses in and have a pretty stern defense at the back, that could really help out. If Stevens ends up having a fairly low price point again next year, I think that could be uh, interesting for a lot of people. I mentioned four two three one or four four one one, which means there's that one creative slot. So, Rob, way too early in the season, would you rather put your faith in Tadich, who has been dropped by three consecutive managers from playing every week, or Buffal, who only played half of last season because of injuries and then also being dropped sometimes? Yeah, you know what. I'd love to say it'd be Tadich, and from a fantasy perspective, I'm sure a lot of people are actually ho- hoping it's Dusan because. They've seen flashes and they know glimpses. The other two spots are going, you know, to Redmond and uh, probably James Ward Prowse. You think? Maybe, maybe Buffal. Maybe they play Ward Prowse in that middle too. I don't know. Okay, but one of them is definitely going to Nathan Redmond. Yes. So let's put let's put it that way. Correct. So between Buffal, Tadic, and you know, insert name here. Yeah. How about that? It could be uh, Buffal. They could play him on yeah. the left. He's yeah, before, and James but... Ward Prowse. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd love for it to be. Too- I think he has the class and the ability to be a fantasy asset. 
uh, especially in a play Tiago format because he does cross the ball and he does do take-ons and all the other accoutrements that go with the, the play yeah, Tiger score. All the crosses typically take set pieces, although uh, War Prowls ended up taking a lot yeah, of them. Yeah, JWP does a lot of good good yeah. fantasy stuff as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it all comes down to, to what Pellegrino, Pellegrino wants to do. Uh, if he wants to be all bubbly, I see what I did there, and 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 utilize <laughs> talent. I have of, got it, and then I fully got it, and now I just hate you a lot. And then if, <laughs> if he wants to use the best available players to put on the in the starting eleven, then Tadic will be there. If Tadic does not perform off the pitch and things we don't see, like practice and saying the right things, and and you know basically doing things off the off the starting roster when they're not playing, I think. Tadish will sit because I think that's why Tadish has run into so many problems with other managers. I think that he's basically got he's got Delafeu disease and um, just has no will or desire to to be a you know a workout warrior with the team. Um, I personally think that Ward Prowse is probably the guy here that you're looking for anybody on a discount from the Southampton roster. I think that yeah, he could probably, probably be like five five again. Yeah, he'll probably be right around five five. But in a draft format, people aren't jumping up and saying, "Ooh, it's the it's the fourth oh, right, round." Taga. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Ward Prowse will be really good in Taga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not going to be a fourth or fifth round guy. He's going to be like that that fourth midfielder with you know with joie de vivre, I guess. The, well, he'd it. he'd be the um, consistent fourth midfielder. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, be, there are a lot of different draft strategies. Some people might be going for just upside, but he's that guy that'll get you like eight to twelve every week. Which, as we mentioned last week with John, in the Taga format is. Gravy. Like if you have yeah. a guy that's putting in eight to twelve every week, yeah. take it. He's the he's the Ringo of midfielders. Basically, you're gonna you're gonna draft Alexis <laughs> Sanchez to be the lead singer. You're gonna have you know Gilfie Sigurdsson to be the 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 Paul McCartney the flair guy, and then you're gonna have a George Harrison kind of like a wild card. Oh, he may do good stuff, may do bad stuff, and then James Ward Prowse is is the, is the Ringo. He's gonna be steady. He's gonna he's gonna play the songs he can play, and then get subbed out on some songs that he can't play. <laughs> and, and and just go from there, and you're going to have your, you know, your your four midfielders set. And having James Ward-Prowse as your fourth midfielder is not a bad thing. Uh, it just means to me seeing what Pellegrino is going to be going to do with the talent level there, or what he's going to be left with after the transfer window closes. Yeah. Um, while we're talking about uh, Targa, which I definitely didn't forget there for a second, um, right now you're taking a pick probably in the sixth or seventh round. Gabby Adini and Austin are both on the board. No other forwards in that group. Which one do you take? I mean, I, I'd probably have to take the Italian only because I think he'd probably he definitely would fit more into Pellegrino's you know striker a striker like format than Austin would. But you know, I, I I can't rule out Charlie Austin having fantasy value like because I think that they're gonna they're gonna play together a lot because I don't see a lot of offense. Coming from this, and I think Southampton's going to need a lot of offense, so I think they're going to play with two guys on the that, pitch that that's can probably score. They, they, he has not typically, but I mean, as you said earlier, if you're just trying to get your eleven best players on the pitch, oh, I'm saying to start the game. I'm, he's going to he's going to stick to his four two three one, but there's going to be there's going to be games where they're going to need goals, and Austin's right. going to come on. So I mean, that that's that's what I'm saying. Yes, oh, Charlie interesting. Austin. Do you think he could be kind of like a? Uh, Giroud, how even the matches he didn't start, he could still be threatening when he came. He could on. be like the Ochoa, for you know, the, like that kind of like a come oh, on from like the last, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, come on for like the last thirty the minutes. Dumb headers and annoy yeah. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I but mean, no, it's, but, it, but but you're going with the disappointing go, yeah. Gabagoo first. Yeah, I would go, go with Gabby Adini. 
right. uh, only because I think he fits that system better. As, as from the from the start of the game to like the 60th minute, I think he's the he's the striker I would want. From the 60th minute on, I'd want Charlie Austin. I know you can't draft that way, like, but that's that's who I, that's how I would look at it. Charlie Austin is still going to have a ton of value, and Olivier Giroud is, is was a valuable player last year in fantasy because he scored goals even when he when he when he was when he was playing actually. Yeah. But you know he's a valuable name to have on the bench because if something does happen or the formation changes or injury does happen, you automatically have a top guy there. Yep, makes sense to me. Um, and now on to a team with so many interesting fantasy people. Crystal Palace. Uh, they bring in Frank DeBoer, who was obviously tremendous at Ajax multiple times. <laughs> the first as a player, second as a manager. Nine total to- nine total titles won uh, when he was at Ajax. Four in a row as a manager. Uh, helped to grow players like Jan Vertonghen and Christian Eriksen and Toby Alderweireld, who are all obviously now uh, at Tottenham. The reason he's at Crystal Palace, in case you're wondering, can he really be that good, um, is he kind of got screwed at Inter. Uh, he took that job on a three-year contract last last uh, summer, and their main striker couldn't get a work permit, um, <laughs> so couldn't play for them there. There were falling outs. He tried to change formations early on. He, he played a little bit of three at the back to start the year, which didn't really suit him. Um, and then I, I think it was like a month and a half, two months maybe. <laughs> he was out of that job. I do not blame him for that. We've seen what Inter have been since. It's not a good situation there. Um, so I'm willing to just sweep that under the rug. I think Frank DeBoer is a phenomenal managerial prospect. I, I still think there's a lot of growth there. Um, <laughs> I am, as I said in a WhatsApp to some of my Crystal Palace friends, I am far too on the record about having preferred DeBoer over Pochettino back when we were looking for a manager. Um but he, he is a very, very smart manager. In terms mm-hmm. of what it will mean for Crystal Palace, step one is fix the defense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's his number one priority. Um, plays a 4-3-3 religiously. Like, that is his philosophy. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Pellegrino, is, you know, is a little more malleable. Frank DeBoer is one of those guys, kind of like uh, AVB was when he came to Tottenham. Yeah, And we're just like, this is how we play. The end. Um, so he's going to come and, and do that. The immediate name that jumps off the sheet for me is Patrick Van Anholt because Crystal You mean Palace, it's not Flamini? You mean it's not Flamini? <laughs> Did I even know he was still there? Pretty much no until you mentioned it. Um, but I love what this does for Van Anholt because not only will the Crystal Palace concede fewer goals, think, think that second half of the season when things really start to get better, although they won't have Mamadou Sako. I, <laughs> I jokingly said on Twitter today they should just go to Ajax and ask for uh, Kenny Tete. Uh, Joel Veltman and Onana and goalkeeper. By the way, every time I say his name in my head, I go, Onana, what's my name? <laughs> Which is not the best song. But well, by um, saying it, by saying Onana, you would saying you'd know what his name is. I I know, but the song was that Rihanna. I know, I know but I'm saying you're saying his name and his and saying what's oh, my it name. Is it's kind of it's kind of like redundant. Oh, I guess it would be Onana. What's his name? Onana. So go. so it's like an answer. It's like a call and response then. What's his name? Oh, na na. What's his name? Oh, na na. There's like a, no way that will become like a, his name. like a stuttering tick. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is getting way off the rails. The point is, Crystal Palace do need the pieces first. Yeah. I mean, could they get away with one more year of Joel Ward at right back, PVA at left back? Well, he's new, but I, I guess in the middle, if they just went Tompkins and Dan, like you could get away with that. My assumption is they're going to address those positions. My assumption is they aren't going to go into next year with Wayne Hennessy as their best keeper again, um, mm-hmm. with Mandanda seemingly wanting to be on the way out. 
Um, so assuming that they do address those, Van Anholt could be a very interesting option. And as far as the attack goes, as people will remember from those Ajax days for De Boer, um, they were fairly free-flowing. And the reason for that is he's not very hands-on with his attacking players. He basically lets them play their game, which very much suits uh, players like Ericsson back in the day just because he's such a creative player. My one, The, the one thing that kind of splits for me is I had previously kind of thought as Zaha and Townsend is very similar coming into this year. I think this helps Zaha a lot more. I think Zaha is a lot more disciplined positionally than Townsend is. And considering mm-hmm. there won't be a heavy hand telling Townsend what to do, sometimes he he just does dumb things. <laughs> so um, I think Zaha moves up a little bit. They will be sending in lots of crosses in the 4-3-3. Those forward two on either side of Benteke will be wide. They'll be playing mm-hmm. more fully traditionally. Obviously, Zaha's going to want to drift in more. Um, the upside of Townsend, of course, being that he is fairly multi-footed. He can whip in crosses from either side. Um mm-hmm. So I, I, I really like what this does. Where the question marks go for me is the midfield. Because you're going to have an anchor and then kind of an offset midfield three. So one of them is always going to be the furthest back. One of them is going to be more box-to-box and one of them is going to be more creative. I, I think uh, Milojovic, that guy, is going to yeah, be Milo- the anchor. Milojovic, yeah. Miljevic, yeah. Of, of the That'll current be the players. Yeah. yeah, he'll be the anchor. Guy. It seems right. like he'll be the anchor. Then, question mark? I, I don't think it'll be MacArthur or Ledley. I think they're both on the way out. <laughs> Maybe Kabai, but Kabai doesn't have the yeah. motor. I, I think I they're think missing it, a player. I think, it could I, be, I think it could be Ledley. I think Ledley could carve out a niche there, to be honest mm. with you. Well, if they it, wanted to keep keep him, and uh, he seems like he's a grinder type player that De Boer well, may maybe, like. Maybe there. you switch them then. Maybe you put yeah. him as the anchor, and then you have Yov, 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 doing the box yeah. to box, and then Kabai maybe a little bit further forward. I don't know. To me, it feels like they're missing a player. Yeah, it feels like they're somebody mi- has to go there. But do they have the money to improve two spots in the defense, a goalkeeper, and a central midfielder? Probably yeah. not. That is definitely the biggest question for Crystal Palace is, is uh, you know, addressing the defense. I mean, when you have, you know, Damon Delaney, Scott Dan, you know, the loss of Mamadou Sacco is going to hurt. James Tompkins, you know, Joel Ward, Patrick Van Einholt as your core five defenders. Uh, it's troublesome because none of those guys are known as tracking defenders or, you know. And none of know, them can stay healthy. Literally, absolutely. All of them have injury issues. Absolutely. So, you know, what DeBoer can, can eke out of them and probably, you know, maybe utilize Van Einholt in the the spot where he he actually takes advantage of you know the opposite side play good with his speed. I think he probably can do that. Uh, it's just a matter of shoring up the other three spots next to him that there's actually guys ready to play defense when he's you know tagging up the pitch, joining the fray with with Zaha and you know Benteke and and whoever else is in the midfield. Um, I think the board is going to get the most out of guys. I, that's always what I've noticed. He yeah. gets the most out of of players, whether regardless of skill, that he gets the most out of t- uh, players and players around each other. So I'm interested to see this. I, I I think if they, it, I was hoping Palace would sign him because I think they need they need a coach that's like a guy like the board. So yeah, I I'm, I really like that you said he gets the most out of players because the one slight downside is it doesn't seem. This is insane considering that he won four titles at Ajax. But it doesn't seem like he gets the most out of teams sometimes. Like, he gets out lots of individual performances. Which and at a club like Ajax... He's good for that. It is. And, like, at a club like Ajax, where they are the most talented team, or they were during his tenure, that leads to them winning titles. But 
sometimes that's the letdown is the team yeah. communication. But as you say, in fantasy, <laughs> you're looking for those uh, individual, individual performances. So, especially up front. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, one uh, last thing. I don't know if we actually talked about it last week. Um, just that Tottenham are not being allowed to expand the pitch, or sorry, to make the pitch smaller, um, to be more like White Hart Lane last year. Just a slight uh, heads up on some of those Spurs defenders. The defense will probably still be top three, as, as Rob and I have talked about uh, off-air, in just a friendship capacity. It's going to be Tottenham, Chelsea, and United in some order as the top three defenses. I don't even think that that's negotiable. Um, but I'm not sure Tottenham will, will be clearing away the top uh, for a third straight year, like whatever. But genuinely, <laughs> be, trying to do that high-pressure on a wider pitch wears you out. It's why they've struggled so much in the Champions League. So just just kind of keep a heads up on that, especially with the right-back position in flux. Currently looking more likely that Walker stays than he doesn't. So now you have to do that whole Walker-Trippier debate that we did two years ago when they first signed him. Rose is going to start the season injured. I, I uh, Kane always starts season slow. But for me, I, I'm, I'm a little... Iffy, obviously in target season long, so these are concerns that might help you because it'll just uh, push them further back in the draft so you can actually get them on more of a discount. Mm-hmm. But j- just be a little cautious is all I'm saying. Yeah, it, saying you're going to get Spurs players at a discount because of, because of the size of the pitches is obsolete here because people are going to draft for names, not realize the, the situation. That's fair, but don't be that guy. <laughs> no, I know. Right, no, but but I th- I think it's an important thing to mention though that in draft oh, really? there are some people and we mentioned this a little bit last week I forget with whom um, I mean I know John was on I mean which player um, and it was there are some players that you like that you know you won't get because somebody else will always like more. It was Matt Ritchie. It, yeah, yeah, that somebody will be like, oh Matt Ritchie, he was good. He's a Bournemouth, right? Before moving to Newcastle. Uh, yeah, yeah, on the right side. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's gonna be like, ooh, I've heard of him. Click. You're like, oh. Well, oh well. Uh, any any uh, last things you want to talk about before we get into some of the scoring differences between uh, Target and the FPL game? No, not really. The transfer market's been kind of... Uh, sad and dreary? Know, sad and silent. Uh, it's all rumors, basically, except for you know Everton signing the... Uh, Everyone? <laughs> yeah, basically everybody who I can't pronounce, Henri Onyekuru. He tied for the league gold scoring in... Uh, what was it? He was in what league last year? Oh, Belgium. The Jupiter. Belgium. Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I couldn't remember the name of it. But yeah, he tied, was tied for tops in goal scoring there. So could be a guy who on the back end of a draft, maybe if you are looking for, uh, you know, an Adama Lookman uh, bookend guy. Lookman. Yeah. I, I really like Lookman. It, he's one of those guys that a lot of clubs scouted for a long time and just kind of kept not getting purchased. Yeah, um, but he he was very good this summer at the U twenties. Um, yeah, oh definitely. <clears throat> all right, well we're going to take a quick break, but then come back to you to talk to you about something you've always wanted to hear us talk about: scoring differences between Taga and the Fantasy Premier League official game. Stick with us. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. And we are back. Now it's time for the light show. Cue the dancing girls. Um, probably dubstep. Probably yeah. like a <laughs> kind of deal. And now, coming to the stage... <laughs> It's Champagne. 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 Followed by Desiree. <laughs> uh, which is spelled desire for those at home that don't know. But it's um, got a schwa over it. Uh, yeah. An accent agu. Um, yeah. Okay. So, as we mentioned last week, there are a lot of different scoring categories. Um, in the Taga game, you have goals, assists, key passes, shots on target. Actually, let's slow down. Goals. You know what goals are. <laughs> You score yes. the goal. I just realized that this might be the introduction for some people, so maybe uh, over-explain this a bit. Assists, obviously the pass leading to a goal. Uh, penalties penalties earned do count as assists in Taga, just like they do in the official game. Um, key passes are passes that end up as shots on target, right? Uh, yes. I believe that's correct. Um, <laughs> shots on target, pretty self-explanatory if it's within the frame of the goal. Uh, successful open play crosses which is overly clarified this year because I think the point of that is it has removed corners. Ooh. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, when you look at the scoring page, it says open play, successful crosses. That makes sense. Yeah. Because that's a dead ball situation. It is. So um, that is obviously of interest. That's obviously when you cross the ball into the box. Successful dribbles is when you beat your man one-on-one. Um, the Crystal Palace guys that we were just talking about, Townsend and Zaha, Probably one of the scariest duos in that regard. Mm, yeah, successful dribbles, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it probably would be like Hazard and Willian if Willian actually played every week, but he doesn't. I mean, um, they're, no, they're no Jefferson Montero. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> or Adama Traore. That was the one stat he was good in. <laughs> um, you also have dispossessed, which is whenever, obviously, the ball is removed from your uh, presence. Own goals when you kick it into your own net. Clean sheets when you don't allow any goals. Saves your goalkeeper how many times he swats the ball away like a gangster. Um, then you have the uh, Idrissa guy stats. Interceptions and tackles one. Um, it's always him and... Uh, it's him, Wanyama, and um, the, the Chelsea one, man. Conte. How am I blanking on this? N'Golo Conte. <laughs> it's basically been the three of them in a row for the last two years. Um... Goals conceded, obviously, when you let goals into your net. Uh, penalties saved. <laughs> uh, who was it? Oh, uh, uh, Forster at Southampton. Mm-hmm. Would have been like the 12th ranked goalkeeper, but he had like three penalty saves, so he like launched up. Um, penalty misses are obviously a thing that you don't want to happen. Um, yellow cards, obviously, when you foul somebody too hard. An interesting thing that I saw here, though, is that your second yellow card is minus four. But mm-hmm. it doesn't clearly say that red cards are a different statistic. So depending on how you read this, you could either get minus seven for a yellow and a second yellow because it's minus three, minus four, or just minus seven for a red card. Mm-hmm. We should actually talk to John about this because the way this reads, it could be interpreted as minus 14 if you got a second yeah. yellow that led to a red 
I'm I mean, I'm sure I, that's not what they mean. I could see it, you know, being minus ten across the board for the yellow and then the red right mm. after the, the for the second. So yeah, that's kind of a convoluted uh, stat there. Yeah, we'll 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 check in on that. We'll let you know next week. Um, then Ariel's one, which I mentioned, is why I love um, Christian Benteke so much. He literally won the category by a hundred aerial duels um, and effective clearances. Now, as far as the values of those go, we're going to compare these to the official game. So goals in Taga: nine points for forwards and midfielders, ten points for defenders and goalkeepers. In FPL, it's four for forwards, five for midfielders, six for defenders and goalkeepers. Um, obviously, that doesn't change too much. Everybody's going to score goals a whole lot. Um, mm-hmm. Assists, similarly, uh, six for forwards and midfielders, eight for defenders, nine for goalkeepers, which does happen more than you would think, by the way. Yeah, it happens like, three or four times like a year. It would never happen, but it kind of does. Um so those are all interesting. Those are all things that we're used to. Those are the scoring differences. Oh, of course, assists in the FPL game threes across the board. Uh, where things get interesting are things like key passes. Um, they are chances created, which is what used to be used in this format, minus actual assists. So it's all chances created minus pass that leads to a shot on target that does not result in a goal. Period. Right. And. Seems seems pretty basic. Yeah, because a chance is created if because of the way that they use both stats. If they use the assists and chances created, every chance would, created that was also an assist would be double count. Double score. Stat. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Cool. Um, so that's why they do that. So that's two for forwards, midfielders, and defenders. Six for goalkeepers. Um, shots on target. We already discussed uh, is twos across the board. Crosses are all one for everybody. Successful dribbles are one for everybody. Dispossessed is minus 0.5 for everyone. Um, so midfielders that give the ball away a lot in central midfield. It's I, I feel like this is one of the reasons why central midfielders sometimes still struggle. Uh, listen, mm-hmm. Taga loves central midfielders and defensive midfielders more than any other format. Just sometimes they still aren't super that valuable just because they're constantly in the thick of it. Um, yeah. And can be dispossessed like that. Uh, here's Here's the biggest blow. In Taga is own goals. Yeah. As, as everybody knows in the official game, it's minus two, right? Minus two. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Two yeah. minus two across the board. <laughs> yeah. In Taga, it's minus nine. Yikes. Across the board, which is a lot. <laughs> so I, you know, it's very hard to ever guess who's going to be the own goal king. But don't draft that guy, whoever, <laughs> whoever it's going to be. Be sure to avoid them. Uh, clean sheets, one for midfielders still, six for defenders, eight for goalkeepers, as opposed to the Premier League's one, four, four. Uh, saves are two in Taga, two points per save. In the official game, it's point three per save, but you don't get mm-hmm. it registered until you've had three, and then you get yeah. one point. Yeah. Um, interceptions are one across the board. Tackles one or one across the board. Goals conceded are minus two in Taga for defenders and goalkeepers. Obviously, minus 0.5, kind of, for FPL. Same thing. If you concede two, then it's minus one. Um, penalty misses are not a statistic in Taga, where they are in the Premier League, so you don't have to worry about that. It just counts as a missed shot. Um, yellow cards, minus three across the board, as opposed to FPL's minus one. 
red cards minus seven across the board as opposed to FPL's minus three. Aerials one, which I mentioned before, are only 0.5 for forwards and midfielders. So I do love it about Benteke because that's 50 extra points. I just want yeah. to make it clear that it isn't a full point for every time he wins uh, an aerial. And effective clearance is 0.25 for your defenders. So that's how it stacks up. Now that we've gotten a lot of that out of the way, Rob, what kind of team-building choices do you make differently when you're playing Taga's game versus when you're playing the official game? Uh, well, with the additional 10, 10 or 11 stat categories that Taga offers you, you basically want to monopolize on the categories where the differentials from the official game to the non-official game are most or you don't even notice because they don't they're not you know pertaining to the official game scoring so stuff like key passes shots on targets successful dribbles aerials one which you mentioned with christian benteke are all big 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 things Uh, i think the defensive metrics and the goalies the goalie structure is similar enough that you probably won't notice enough that you're probably going to say, oh, this guy is, uh, you know, Casper Schmeichel, he's better than this guy, so I'm going to draft him six rounds ahead of a, of a midfield player. No, that's not, that's not the way you're supposed to do. Basically, in this, uh, goalkeepers are treated as such. Basically, if anybody's familiar with the actual American fantasy football, it's basically dra- drafting a kicker. Basically, there's one for every team, and if he gets hurt, <laughs> you transfer to another one. Yeah. Um, the, the scoring differences between goalkeepers, there's, you have your top three, and then four through ten are probably separated by fifteen points. Is basically what happens. Uh, it, it, you just—it's basically you know you like butterscotch, cool. Go to your grandma's; she's gonna have it. So go pick one of the ones from four through ten. Um, so basically, you're looking for guys that have uh, either one of three characteristics: they're either gonna be good dribblers, they're gonna be good at crossing, or they're gonna be good at aerials. Those are the three things you should concentrate on the most. Uh, shots on target. There's guys that's the guys that shoot, shoot shoot on target are guys that are going to score a lot. So basically, they're going to be guys that are going to be drafted already because they score goals. So there's probably not much of a differential there. Crosses, those are the guys who assist the ball, but not every but not every cross is an assist. So that's a good thing for Taga scoring. Uh, aerials one, not every aerial one leads to a goal or an assist. Uh, you know, aerial one doesn't lead to a goal or assist. So that's a that's a coup in your department as well. Successful dribbles is not even a, a correlative factor in FPL because it's basically just one guy's skill level better than the next, and he dribbles around somebody. So you're looking for people who can either dribble, cross, or win the ball in the air. Those are the three differentials you want you want to look at. Taga has a, a, a vast re- the research ability is better than most. And they use Opta scoring. So go on there, look at last year's scoring. Go on uh, uh, associated sites that use the Opta scoring. You'll be able to pull these, you know, these research details out. Look for guys that are are in the top, you know, ten percent of league of the league in those in those three stats: key passes, uh, crosses, and aerials. One, yeah. yeah, and you'll you'll probably form a good lineup because if you're ahead of the if you're ahead of the curve doing research. By guys who do those three things, you're probably going to win on draft day. Especially compared to other people that are coming from FPL. Absolutely. And is aware. I, I love the, the specificity that you offered with those, those three tenants. Um, I will offer just more vague stuff because you, you nailed that, uh, which is Taga, more than probably any other fantasy game I've played thus far in fantasy, this sport. We'll call it Fantasy Premier League to avoid the soccer versus football debate. Yeah. Um, Accurately reflects talent. Absolutely. 
So, on the whole, if you are watching the Premier League week in and week out, and there's a player you're like, wow, that player is playing well, typically they will have value in Taga. Um, <laughs> as opposed to FPL, where, you know, you and I basically loved how James Ward-Prowse played for the last 15 weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. But it just kept not translating. Not registering. Yep, absolutely. Right. So, so, when you have players like that, I, I think that's that's really the... <laughs> Man, this sounds so pandery, but that, I, I feel like that's the brilliant core to Tonga, mm-hmm. is that the better a player actually is, the better they will be in this format. Like I said, they give far more love to defensive midfielders than any other game. I still feel like they don't get as much love. Part of that is bias because now we have one Yama. Yeah. And I'm sure for you it's kind of similar because you have Conte. So like you're every week seeing the importance of that role. Um, so, But yeah, they're in, they're in there with the tackles and interceptions, which... Um, tend to not rack up as much but uh yeah i i think that's that's the best thing is at the end yeah. of the day is a player good if they yeah. are typically they'll score well in this format. The, the score will reflect how well they're playing in the taga format the thing that the thing that also doesn't punish you is instead of you getting transferring a like for like out you're able to transfer out you know, a forward for a midfielder, a defender yeah. for a midfielder, a defensive defender for a forward, your second goalkeeper if you still have one for a defender, midfielder, or forward. And you don't have the, the correlative price, di- price you know, constraints. You basically just have the, the ability to pick up anybody off the waiver wire that is there that can fit your roster from on a weekly basis. And you can match up to your opponent if you're playing, you know, you're playing in a head-to-head format. And use that to your advantage. So there's no price tag like in the official game where it's, you know, 5.0, 5.5 and you have the, the fluctuation of price tags. You just basically are playing the waiver wire gambit here and, and hoping that somebody is, has a better matchup that fits your team for that week that you could successfully put into your lineup to outscore your opponent. Yeah. I think that's a great point. And I think that's a really good idea for next week's episode. We should talk about yeah, waivers and trades. We, that we will, we will be. We'll talk about we'll talk about waivers. We'll talk about trades. Um, we'll talk about uh, how you should set up your roster as well. Uh, you know the, the varying formats. Uh, we're just getting the basis out of the way that you know this is basically like last week was an introduction to John. Everybody knows John at, at playtaga.com, mm-hmm. but uh, this week was an introduction to the scoring format because not everybody is aware of it. You know, everybody knows there's an egg inside, but sometimes when you crack it, there's two yolks. That's so now true. We're, now we're breaking. Now we're breaking open the egg and showing you the egg, making sure that you don't get two yolks. Even though two yolks, two Wait, yolks is a good thing. Would you want two yolks? Absolutely. I get it's more bread to dip in. You know, more more yolk to dip. Oh wait, um, wait. Are you dipping the eggs in bread or vice versa? Uh, either way. I mean, whatever's. If I don't have a fork, whatever or I don't have a napkin. Yeah, whatever. Either way. But yeah, so this is just an introductory to the introduction of of the the scoring difference between official game. And playtaga.com just to get everybody aware of what our shows are going to be about because not everybody is aware and nobody plays playtaga. We're official, you know, we're on the back of playtaga. We we play playtaga. We've played it for three years now, and you know we we are devoted products of that. So we are here to shill it basically because <laughs> we we like we like the product and we're giving them an endorsement to to the public. Anybody who listens to us, anybody on the Twitter universe, the you know Snapchat, whoever. You know, iTunes, whoever's listening to us, wherever. If you're Probably into fantasy, not Snapchat. <laughs> I was, I was kidding. That was a joke. Nobody's was watching it? us on Snapchat. Um, but yeah, so basically, you know, if you're into fantasy Premier League and you enjoy fantasy sports in uh, in the whole, basically, you're we're basically turning your B type product into A minus type 
stuff maybe a level it's going a little deeper it's digging we're putting a couple graphs in there maybe some pictures of dinosaurs it's basically like a book report with on steroids probably this, probably, this probably a spreadsheet or two maybe maybe yeah. a powerpoint kind of deal a graph a graph and we're not we're not we're not triple spacing <laughs> i used to love that i always used to write my paper single space and then at the end be like double space boom up to five pages and nailed it <laughs> yeah put a picture of george washington in there yeah so it's one of the biggest downsides of being a fantasy writer is that they don't really care about how you double space stuff. It's more about word count. Yeah, it's it's more about spelling for me. Yeah, I can't spell. I can't spell, and I I misspell the fun. I I misspell the easiest word. You know, if anybody's ever, I mean, I fix them post you know post writing. But the funniest word, the funniest word I always spell is Kev. You'll never guess the most frequent word I misspell. Carousel. Ever. The. <laughs> you hit him with ta all the time. I t e h because the, I my reaction to hit the h the e is faster than the h. <laughs> oh, do you swap hands? Yeah, I, is it I t use, e no, with use, the left and I know. Yeah, I do t e with the with the left and then try to in the middle of it hit it with the with the right in the yeah. h. You're, you're trying to combo punch that th. Yeah, I don't I don't use the home row keys as my guide, mm. so I just. But anyway, I'm back. To, <laughs> let's 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 drift away from my stupidity of not not knowing how to spell a preposition. Um, what an interesting proposition! <laughs> oh wow, oh, I'm the best. This is why I get paid some of the bucks. <laughs> um, all right. Any any uh, kind of final thoughts before we head out of no. here this week? No, I mean just if anybody has any questions about playtaga.com, hit up f- at fantasy gaffer on uh, Twitter. Hit up Kevrov or Smokey underscore Lugie as well. Uh, we'll be glad to answer any of your questions. Uh, introduce you to the to the format. Introduce you to a draft. If anybody wants to do a draft and feels like they want in, want to invite us or they need a aspiring mind to lead them down the path to flourishing, then in, to, so invite, just send an invitation to any one of us. We'll gladly be able to reach out and help you if we can join your draft and it's amicable to our, our daily live schedules. I mean, Kevin doesn't have a life, so he'll probably do it, but I actually do have a normal job. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, but, but, I, but I love helping out. And uh, big thanks for, out to Play Taga to, for having us on. Uh, we'll be glad to speak with the, about them for two or three more episodes, I believe. So. Um, yeah. yeah that's, oh, yeah. That's that, that, that is important. Uh, obviously, we love talking. We, we want to talk about it a lot. But in case you've listened through this whole thing and are concerned that this is now the only format we talk about, that is not the case. Um, yeah. But, no. but uh, yeah, we're, we're on a four to five show uh, contract with talking, and we love talking about it. So that's what we're doing here. But obviously, once uh, FPL 1718 comes out, we'll, we'll be talking about that in great depth. But for now, it's obviously been great talking about this. I suppose neither of us really have much to plug right now because it's the off season, and Just you already told everybody our twitters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm handy like that. I'm like I'm like yeah. the secretary. You nailed it. Um, nailed. Can I get Bob in accounting? Although that was a pretty underhanded dig. I don't know why you think that people that work on computers don't have jobs. It's an interesting take, but um, there you go. No, it's just a pot shot. That's all. We're <laughs> friends. I'm allowed. I'm allowed to. Th- I'm allowed to throw pot shots at you. That's all. Uh huh. All right. Well, uh, Rob, pleasure as always. Playtaga.com, blog.playtaga.com. Be sure to go check that out. Um, we will be back next week talking more about Taga, as we said, probably talking more about the waiver and trade systems that obviously do not exist uh, in the official game. But thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Peace.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.